Good evening, one and all, and welcome to this evening's podcast brought to you by, of course, Equine Devil's Advocate. A tad later than we intended to be, but yeah, it's been a busy day, a nice day, but a busy day, and um, in truth, anyone that knows me knows I live in a time warp. I have no concept of time, and my time management Mm, leaves something to be desired, shall we say. But hey-ho, you have to do what you have to do. Now, the weather this week has been very bland, nothing to write home about. Tis true, it is more spring-like, but it has been grey, grey, grey. Low cloud, still, which is a blessing after the winds, and just... Yeah, kind of okay, but it could be an awful lot worse. Hope it's been good with you. But what has been extremely noticeable and spring-like is the bird song. All that tweeting and jeeping and trilling and whatever they're saying. Sometimes I wonder whether it's, come to me, my lovely, I have a beautiful, nest I'm going to build for you or trills to that effect but somebody out there might know exactly what they're saying nevertheless it's lovely to hear and a true sign of spring now on to today's topic which is of course the answer to the question that we posed to you on Monday and your correspondence for which we thank you very much. To that end, without further ado, Biscuit has been extremely popular this week because the question asked was, do you believe a horse can know its job by its wardrobe, what it's wearing? Hot stuff was, of course, not on your nelly. Tack is tack is tack, end of. And Biscuit was, but of course, because they, horses, are more intelligent than we often give them credit for. Queer was undecided, a little unsure. But, as I said, Biscuit was the man for this week, because pretty much all of you... And I will say this, it must have been a question you enjoyed answering um, because pretty much all of you went to Biscuit and said, yep, absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is true, they do, they can, and there are a few examples. Here's one from somebody that said, hi Biscuit, yes, I'm quite sure you do. And also feel there is a great deal to be learnt if we would only listen more to what our horses are trying to tell us. That is also true. And here's another from somebody who said, My horse always knew when we were getting ready for a dressage test. As soon as he saw the travel boots, he got nervous and pooped a lot. <laughs> when I put his special show bridle on, 
he would know just what to do in the warm-up arena before my nerves got the better of me and affected both of us in the test. I know that different tack definitely made a difference to him. Yes, some tack made a difference because it had a stronger bit. If, for example, we were jumping, but I am sure he knew that his dressage bridle meant what it meant. Well, at least I hope so. I'm sure you're absolutely right because these things are unmistakable. When you notice and you know, they know. You cannot deny it. You cannot go back and think you were imagining it. Then there was another brief one that said, "Oh yes, 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 absolutely they do. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, they know." Then we had a couple of correspondences from a slightly different perspective, which is good because everybody's experience is unique, and you can only learn what you learn by knowing what is happening in front of you within the realms of your own experiences. So, let me read this one to you. It goes like this: I. Have only ever noticed a difference in my horse in different types of boots, but I feel that it is more the comfort or feel that they give him. I have heard from others that their horse goes differently in its jumping saddle to its dressage saddle, and from watching once before, I would say yes, this horse did go differently. But again. Could that be from the comfort or the feel that they've given? I'm not sure. Well, we here at Equine Devils Advocates say you raise a very good point because there is a difference in the feel and the positioning of a rider from a dressage saddle to a jumping saddle. There is also a different feel and level of comfort with all sorts of tack, be it bridles and bits and boots and what have you, what have you. And it is interesting to be able to, how can I put it, decipher the difference between what you see happening in front of you, as in a horse going in a certain way or using itself in a certain way. As a result of the tack, rather than the tack being the inspiration for the way that it goes, so we do feel great point and a great observation. Certainly, we would say to you, keep looking, and you'll be able to see the difference. You will, at some point, be able to decipher the difference between tack that induces. A way of going, and tack that entices a way of going, or a job. And then here we had another correspondence from somebody who I think has thought about it from many different aspects. And、um, well, it's probably easier if I read it to you, and then we can chat about it afterwards. It goes like this: I certainly believe horses are able to distinguish differences in their tack. Well, at least partly, 
I knew hunters that would watch us and our movements, and if the hunting equipment started to appear and the plats would be put in the mane, they would behave in a different manner. The excitable ones would possibly start booping, whilst the seasoned hunters would be far more relaxed, almost conserving their energy. My own horse would certainly light up far more in her GP saddle, but definitely not so enthusiastic in her dressage saddle. That represented far more difficult work in the school. That was the same if I hacked my in my dressage saddle, and she was a little more contained. I am not sure if that's because my position in the saddle changed with my tack, or the fact that we were not going to do as much fast work. As for me, it was much more difficult to find my balance in the fast work in a dressage saddle, but much easier in the GP. I also used to work in a riding school, and the most generous ponies would certainly behave differently. With different riders, more often than not, they would temper their pace to accommodate a beginner. But if a more experienced rider became a little too big for their boots, I would witness the nice, quiet pony turn into a fiery beast, and quite likely to demonstrate a buck or two. So, as I said, quite a few different perspectives along the same theme. This person does finish their email up by saying, "My dog certainly knows what I have planned for the day. Home clothes and work clothes are easily distinguished, as if I had announced my intentions. I believe it's very likely they can learn by association and try to accommodate us and understand what it is we actually want from them." My new horse certainly recognizes that different halters give different meanings. One means he is going to the field, and the other to the school for some work in hand. It is possibly our own body language, energy, thoughts that are transmitted to them by our own association with the tack. And our intentions behind using different equipment. Either way, I believe they react to something. If not the tack, then our mindset while we are using different types of equipment. And then we'll finish up with this one. It's somebody oh with biscuit all the way. This person said. Read this week's podcast question. Further reflection. I am definitely with biscuit. They do know. Armani practically spontaneously combusts with excitement if the travel boots come out. High vis gear, of which he wears a, an abundance thereof, means hacking or adventures. He walks straight past the school gate, and humans wearing work clothes, e.g., a dress or something smart, he doesn't even bother getting up if he's having a snooze. Oh yes, they know.
It's so interesting, isn't it? Is when you realise what they do and can know. And I do, as I said, think there's some very valid points in saying, well, is it our the change in us? Is it the change in the feel of the tack, or is it the change in our energy, our intentions, and our body language to some degree? But I think realistically, what we can do is still put all those things under the umbrella of the intelligence of the horse, its ability. To see the changes in us, to spot the difference in high-vis gear or somebody wearing a dress, clearly that highlights them using their brain. Now, this can be a very mute point to some degree, because, and I've come across this quite a lot, because the thought of a horse. As in an average horse of a decent size, the thought of that horse actually having a degree of intelligence, whereby it can—how can I put this? Choose to understand exactly what is going on, whether it be by the body language or the tack or the travel boots or the plaits. How could that? Work against us.、Hmm. Now we all love it when it works for us, and they use their intelligence to work with us and to join with what we want from them. But the flip side, oh, how we worry or even dislike it when it works. Against us, and off the back of something, whatever that may be, but that intelligence, they choose to do something other than what we would like. This becomes a whole different animal, indeed, a daunting animal, and a daunting prospect. If, for instance. Two head collars. The one head collar says, "Oh, we're off to the field, grass and sunshine and rolling in the mud and playing with our friends." And you have a happy, willing participant in that scenario. And let's say, for instance, the work head collar comes out, the in-hand work head collar, and the horse takes one look and says, "I'm not wearing that." I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Suddenly, you have a whole different character, a whole different entity on your hands. But still, it comes from that place of intelligence. Now, some people that I have met, a considerable amount of them, in actual fact, find even the prospect. Of that ability to comprehend, very terrifying. They would rather think that the horse does not have that capacity. They would rather actually not know about it, lest 
it becomes something that they themselves feel overwhelmed by. And this is really, really interesting because it can seem daunting. It can seem, I'm out of my depth here. I don't know what I would do with this, and what if it decided to to do this or do that or do the other. And what's so interesting about horses is ninety percent of the time, unless there is some very um, specific justification, shall I say,、um, that we will talk about at some point in the future, they do not do that. People, on the other hand, will. And can and are very capable of using intelligence to get their own way, to dupe, to control, to deceive, shall we say? And I still maintain that the people that are fearful of a horse's intelligence think that the intelligence. Would be used in that manner for those reasons, but horses never, never do. Even when they dislike something, they will still make it very clear and very plain. And the horse with the choice of two head collars, if you take the one away that he doesn't like and bring the other one, he. We'll go back to Mr. Happy Jolly because he can now go to the field, which is something he enjoys. So, what we need to look at is how to take intelligence to pleasure things that they enjoy. This then comes back to the tack. There is more. About the tack than the feel, largely speaking, because if that specific tack donates pleasure, then you will see the happy side of your horse. If that particular tack donates something that is stressful, difficult,、um, hard work, whatever it may be. You will see the other side of your horse, and I do have to say this, people. This is where the、um, pooping comes in, because there is a school of thought that thinks that pooping in the face of plaits and tack and travel boots and lorries starting up and being bathed is a form of Excitement. Well, I hate to break it to you, but actually, it isn't. It's a form of stress,、um, and I know that some of you know this, but some of you may not. And the reason for the pooping—let's graphic here. Why not? The reason for the pooping is it's part of the flight mechanism. It's called make yourself lighter, evacuate what you do not need to carry. And be prepared to run. So basically, that is why they poop. There is no point exiting stage left 
with a big fat full tummy. No, empty it first. Then, when you exit stage left, you will find it a lot easier to be quicker. So, hopefully, that does not come as too much of a surprise for you. Um, what can you do about it? Well, I think again that's something that we probably will discuss at a later date. But even though it may look like excitement, it is stressful, tense excitement, and perhaps not the best mental state for your horse to be in before you go about whatever adventure. It is that you are about to undertake. So, the culmination of the question for this week is that yes, absolutely, horses can identify different tack for different roles, but on different levels. But beyond a shadow of a doubt, it just shows how. Intelligent, they really, really are. So once again, a big thank you to everybody for your correspondence. As I said, it seemed to be a question that you all rather liked, which is always a good thing. And、um, we do appreciate your correspondence. So many, many thanks. And on that note, please do join us again on Monday. And we will find out how intelligent Mary actually was, and what her tack meant to her.、Mm. So do please join us on Monday, and until then, we hope you all have a great weekend with some nice weather and not too much in the way of stressful pooping from your horses, wherever you are. Whatever you're doing, please do take care, and we will, of course, speak soon.